Blog Talk Radio. Ah, And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk, now on its new day and time slot. Today, Wednesday, November 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from sunny Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. As you know, I will take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. As, I, as I've mentioned in most recent shows, Wine Talk is now international. We have listeners from all over the world. I want to say thanks to all the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that immediate worldwide response. The power of the people meets the power of the Internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, videos, articles, and shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo and The Examiner, so look for those as well. I've also made a Wine 101 series of videos that can be viewed on both YouTube or my website, so check those out as well. Uh, One of them covers Chilean wines. The other one is sipping. Uh, There's another one about Pinot Noir. And there's a new series that I am currently in production on, and that will be out very, very soon. So uh, if you get a chance, go to www.stewthewineguru.com, and you'll be able to click on those directly and watch them. Right now, you'll be able to watch the first three that I just mentioned. Another show note, I have been flooded by emails from a variety of vineyards, winemakers and wine retailers about how to become a guest on the show or sponsor it. I'm answering them as fast as I can, so please bear with me. Another note, I want to say a thank you to Jasmine B. on Twitter for tweeting that she is listening to my show. To all of those who are following Jasmine B. and listening in, thanks to you too. All right, let's talk about wine. That's what we're here for. We've got a fantastic holiday show for you tonight. Later in the show, my question of the night is, how do you set up a wine tasting in your home? So, get ready on the phone and wait on that one, or get your fingers working on a keyboard and shoot me an email, let me know. We'll talk about some industry updates in my segment called Heard It Through the Grapevine. After that, I will give you my review of great value-priced wine. And I want to let you know that value, when I mention that in regards to price, can range anywhere between 50, excuse me, 15 and 40 dollars. 
Today's wine, in honor of Thanksgiving, is a great value from Oregon and around $35. So you'll want to stick around for that. I'll make some red and white wine recommendations in my segment, Stu's Pick of the Week. So, since we are international, I have been inundated with emails to mention wine events going on around the world as opposed to around the nation. So in that spirit, I've expanded the scope of wine festivals and events to accommodate the world travelers out there. Stick around for my recommendations on where to go for wine and, and fun. Now, on to my Heard It Through the Grapevine article of the day. And let's see. The first one would be, this article is from USA Today. The article is called, Airlines Still Offer Flyers Fine Wine as a high-class amenity. It's by Gary Stoller. Here's an excerpt. Most airlines have eliminated meals, free pillows, and magazines. They've reduced snacks to a miniature bag of pretzels. But there's one frill many refuse to skimp on in their cost-cutting drive to be profitable. Wine. The world's airlines annually buy about 4.3 million gallons of wine, and some spend at least $15 million on wine each year. The airlines and wine experts estimate this. Some airlines pour wine that retails for $50 to $220 a bottle. And some employ consultants or sommeliers and require flight attendants to take courses to improve their wine knowledge. Service cutbacks and the recession have not affected airlines' wine buying policies, says Lori Lynn Brundick, president of Intervine, an airline wine supplier in Napa, they're buying quality wines and increasing the diversity of their wine lists. Okay, my thought on that. I have always said that in the best of times, people drink. But in the worst of times, people drink more. Statistics will back me up on that, but they show that during the Depression, people drank more even with prohibition in place. I completely understand this dynamic of people who fly first class getting to drink a better class of premium wine. It makes sense, and the airlines should keep to this policy. It, look, if you can afford to fly first class in this economy, you should get a good glass of wine while you're doing it. just makes total sense to me. Okay. Next is an update from Wine and Vines, entitled Consumers Go Green on Their Own Terms, by Kate Lavin. Here's an excerpt. Does green farming net greenbacks for farmers? In preparing its annual Sustainable Ag Expo held Monday and Tuesday, the Central Coast Vineyard team saved that key question for the last session, sustainability initiatives in the marketplace. According to Peter Mondavi, Jr., proprietor of the family-owned Charles Krug Winery, the answer is yes, but only if the message is spread the right way. He said, I believe it has helped us in the marketplace. Mondavi said of sustainability farming, see Mondavi and Sons' 850 vineyard acres. The press is very interested in sustainability. There's a lot of press associated with that type of move. He cautioned, however, that while consumers in some regional markets are very interested in responsible farming practices, others couldn't care less. Mondavi referenced a study about eco-labeling strategies published by the American Association of Wine Economists. According to the study, Mondavi said certified 
organic wineries that relied on marketing to disseminate their message were able to charge about 13% more per bottle. Wines with an organic wine certification noted on their label, however, saw a 20% decrease in bottle price. Okay. My thoughts. It seems to me that in this eco-conscious society we are living in, it is broken down into two camps for consumers. One camp is completely enamored and, and buy blindly. They, I mean, they pay more for biodynamic and eco-friendly wine. The other half is not concerned enough to care about what goes into these types of agricultural practices, and so it's lost on them. I feel that in some cases, wine producers take advantage of the consumer by getting a biodynamic or organic label put on their wines. I am not convinced that all of these types of wines taste any better non-organic or non-biodynamic counterparts. So, in some cases, I feel there's a loss to the taste of these wines. But I support the vineyards, desire to answer a market demand, and better way of growing grapes and making wine. I feel in practice, the process is sound. The sound one in terms of sustainability. Remember, simplistically, I am all about the wine, simplistically put. Remember, if you have any questions, I have answers. So call me at 1-646-381-4860 or email me at info at stewthewineguru.com. So now let's talk about some great value-priced wines. Today's choice is from Willamette Valley. It's a 2007 Elodian Pinot Noir now in the spirit of Thanksgiving and the wine of choice, usually for most people pouring for the Thanksgiving turkey. This wine is a bit floral on the bouquet, along with a sense of cherry, vanilla, smoke, and cranberry. This, to me, is the perfect wine for Thanksgiving. The mouthfeel is fruit and spice. It has good structure. Remember, this is a light-bodied wine. You can drink this now through 2015. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the average price you'll find this for is about $35. However, I stress this. It is worth every penny. In this economy, when you're looking to spend an average of over the $20 or $25 mark, you want to make sure that you're getting the best you possibly can get. And in this holiday time, I always feel, I mean, you really shouldn't skimp on it price-wise or value-wise when you're buying it and you're serving it to friends and family. It's one thing if you say, you know, I'm going to have a dinner tonight and I just want to get a good table wine that I can pour for myself and my spouse and my family. That's one thing. You know, it's an everyday table wine. When you're doing it for an occasion like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or the holidays, you want to make sure that the wine that you're getting is a good value and a good tasting wine. In this scenario, you are meeting all of that criteria. The wine, the Pinot Noir is outstanding. The taste of it, the body, the clarity, everything. And you cannot go wrong 
in serving this wine, as I mentioned, for any holiday or basically any occasion. So, carve your turkey, drink some Elodian Pinot Noir, and enjoy with your family. On to Stu's Pick of the Week. Every week, I'll be choosing a red and white wine that I recommend for the weekend or for any occasion. This week's red is a 2005 Allegrini Palazzo Delatore Veronese. Lots to say. Wine, spe wine Spectator rated this gem one of the top 100 wines of the world. Not once, but five years in a row. From 2000 to 2005. I agree 1,000% with, with what they say. This is a true, bold Italian wine. Now, this is an interesting blend. Many of you may not have tried these grapes before, but they're fairly popular within blends in Italy and in Italian wines in general. So, what's the blend? It's a blend of 70% Corvina Veronese, 25% Rondinella, and the good old standby, 5% Sangiovese. Sangiovese is some of you may know, you will find in a good portion of both Tuscany reds and Italian wines in general, you will find it by itself a lot of times. Uh, and it's an outstanding, very strong, very bold red grape. Okay. Notes on this blend. Dark cherries, chocolate, spice, definitely a lot of oak on it, which is nice because it's a really full-bodied, good wine. This is a great wine at a greater price. The average price you will find this for, around $20. Think about that. Wine Spectator rates it one of the top 100 wines of the world five years in a row. Now, normally, something like that, you'd expect to be paying a lot more than $20 a bottle. I say, run out, go to your local retailer, Demand this wine if they don't have it there. It's a pretty popular Italian wine, so you shouldn't have any problem. But for the most part, this is just a really good, smooth, full-bodied, structured Italian wine. Pair it with your favorite Italian meals, with anything with a heavy, heavy red sauce, and it will do. So, you know, you can do anything like your, anything with a, like a eggplant parmesan, anything you want. My white wine. Pick of the week is a 2006 Artessa Chardonnay Carneros. It's a really well-structured chard. The nice hints that it has on it, pear, green apple, vanilla, and a little bit of pineapple. You should be able to find this wine for about $16. And typically with a Chardonnay, uh, I'm not going to pull out a character on this one, I would pair it with a nice chicken franchise or maybe some salmon, or you could do it really by itself. Um, I would get it at, you know, chill it up a little bit and then take it out, let it sit for a little while so it's not ice cold, and, uh, and enjoy it just by itself. It's nice to sit down with a nice Chardonnay every once in a while, kind of change it up from the red wines. Okay, upcoming events for my fellow wine enthusiasts to check out and get to. So, will you be in California? If so, in Rutherford on the 5th through the 6th of December, 
is the Rutherford Appalachian Wineries Roll Out the Barrels Passport Weekend. It's the premier consumer event sponsored by wineries residing in this historical Appalachian. So go check it out. Getting in a plane and flying over to Massachusetts, one of my favorite towns, on the 8th of January. We're skipping forward to January now. It is the longest-running festival in the States. It is the Boston Wine Festival. It actually starts in January and runs all the way through April. So you have plenty of time to plan that if you don't make the first couple of shows and the first couple of festivals, you got plenty more to choose from. Finally, for the world traveler out there, everybody's sending me the email saying, how come you don't talk about the rest of the world? Okay. Well, for, your, for those who travel and get out to France, the Alsace region, January 25th, if you're going to be in France by the Alsace region or the border, you can go to the Gewürztraminer du Monde and Pinot Gris du Monde competition. It's in Strasbourg, France. These are held yearly and are competitions for, obviously, by namesake, the best Gewürztraminer, the best Pinot Gris, and so forth. So, go on to my website, www.stewthewineguru, and check it out. Uh, there's a clickable icon and link at the news, reviews, and recommendations page. Again, don't worry if you missed any of these events. You can go there to the website and get all these and more. Last but not least, my question of the day from the top of the show. How do you set up a wine tasting in your home? I'll take your calls at 1-646-381-4860 or for all of you that are shy on the phone and want to email me your answers, no problem. You can go to info at stewthewineguru.com and chime in on how you set up your wine tastings at home if you do. Okay, I can see some emails on this one coming in. Let's see. First one is from Russia, from Moscow Red. And he says, Stu, your show is very informative. I will someday call in. I call a bunch of friends up and tell them to bring some wine. I make a nice dinner. And we all drink and give our notes on the wines. Nothing complicated. I hear on your show you like languages and speak to people in their language. So to you I say in Russian about your show, or I like it a lot. Well, thanks Moscow for your email. I've always been a lover of languages. When I travel, I try to speak the native language of the country I'm staying in. I think it's important. You know, if you travel the world as, let's just say, from speaking from an American standpoint, Unfortunately, not a lot of people, when they travel outside of the states and go abroad, tend to try to pick up some of the, the words and you know, try to learn the language a little bit of where they're going to. So in essence, it's kind of tough to communicate. And my feeling is, look, if I'm going somewhere, I feel if I'm making the effort and people see that in the country I'm, I'm in, they appreciate that. And I think it's, it works both ways. I think you know when people come here from other countries and they 
struggle to try to speak English, the natural tendency is to want to help out. So you, and I think we do as Americans, we immediately try to help them out and answer their question or uh, direct them in where they want to go. So let's see. In Russian, I say to you, spasibo, or thank you. Okay. Next one is from Poland. Let's see. I have something here for you from Poland first before I take this question. How about a little listen to this? Now, for all of you from Poland, you'll know exactly what that is. I've completely confused most of the rest of the world. That is the Polish national anthem. Ah, I just felt like something would be good to play if I had it. So, from Poland, the email is from Mariko. And it says, I love the show. I like to hear from people from all over the world and what they have to say. I usually hire someone to host a wine tasting at my house. We discuss the theme and the wines, and then I sit back with my friends and enjoy. Listen to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Stu. Well, thank you, Mariko. And, again, a little language thing here. Jin Pu Vao. Actually, Jin Pu Yao. Your email. And happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Mariko. Didn't know that you celebrated, but okay. Last one is from France, from Jean Bourdon. And he says, I really enjoy the show, Stu. I am a wine enthusiast and learn a lot from listening. When I decide to have a wine tasting, I will first pick a wine or region and then pair food around those wines to match the region or type. Then I gather friends around me and drink and enjoy. Good luck with your show. Thanks, Jean or Jean for your email. I try to keep it simplistic when I do mine as well. So, finally, my thoughts on the subject. Here's a simple suggestion on how to host a wine tasting. First, you want to give yourself at least two to four weeks lead time before having it. This gives you time to decide on the type of wine and food you're going to serve, invite guests and prepare your home, the meal ingredients, and pick up the wine. About two weeks before, I would read up on or gather as much information about the wines as possible and print them out. And I'm going to put a little caveat here. What I would suggest is go to my wine website, www.stewthewineguru.com, and there is a clickable link that says all about the wine. And that would give you a glossary of all wines, most wines, and it gives you exactly what they're um, – Origin is, defines the tasting notes on them, and also gives you pairing notes as to what to pair it with food. Okay, moving forward. So now that you've printed it out, a week before, I would go to pick up the wines that you're serving. If there's a special or hard-to-find one, it gives your retailer or online wine seller time to get them to you. Then, we'll skip forward a little bit, on the day of the tasting, I would get all glassware, spit buckets, 
linens cleaned and ready. I would refrigerate any white wine you're going to serve. Cook or have prepared the food that will be served and prepare the table for your guests. Now, let's skip forward to during the tasting. During the tasting, I would have on hand bottled water for the guests to help cleanse their palates and rinse out the glasses for each wine you're going to pour. I would offer up a little water, crackers, to also cleanse their palates between trying wine. I put out white paper for them to make notes on color of the wine. You can also they can also use the white paper if you'd like to hold up and you know discern the color of the wine and kind of be able to put that down in a little bit more clarity, concise. If you can, I'd offer up a rating sheet so they can rate the wines on various characteristics. Color, clarity, nose, finish, etc. And again, if you need a pre-printed one, go to my website and download it. Go around the table and ask your guests individually to give their opinion on various tasting dynamics. During the tasting, refer to some of the vintner's information about the vineyard, winemaker, and the history of the wine. End the tasting with a toast to your guests. To come back again for another tasting, of course, thanking them for their company and opinions. I, you know, I, I'm very much interested in expanding that idea of doing wine tastings. I think it's very unfortunate in the society that we're not doing more of those. And I'll tell you why. I think what people do is they, they are a little intimidated by the concept of, one, hosting it themselves for reasons of maybe they don't have enough knowledge and don't know where to acquire it, or two, don't know where to find someone to do that locally for them, to come in and, and offer a wine tasting and, and host it for them. And I think if you look online, you can find locally that there are more wine consultants like myself who are cropping up around offering those services to you. You know, in addition, sometimes you have a party and it's of a decent size, maybe 30 people or more. And rather than doing a formalized wine tasting, let's just say you don't choose to do that, you could hire someone like a wine steward. And what the wine steward would do is not just only pour the wine for people walking around the party, but also give them a little bit, kind of like a mini condensed wine tasting so that they could get information about the wine and at the same time, it's not too invasive or too um, disruptive of the flow of the party. So in my attempt to get that word out there and utilizing this medium, I think I'm going to suggest to my listeners to go out and look online and see, just do a search within your area of wine consulting and see if someone exists. And if so, um, you know, consider the idea, if they offer it, of having a wine tasting at some point in time. Conversely, if you don't feel that you want to have someone do it for you and you feel that you have the, the knowledge, by all means, I think doing a wine tasting 
again, I'm all for bringing people together with the sole intent of bonding and talking about your love of wine and your enthusiasm for wine. I think it's a great thing. It's a common denominator. It strips away, as I've always said, strips away all the, the layers and brings people together. So I suggest certainly the time, this holiday season is a good reason to do so. Have people over. Maybe doing during after the Thanksgiving turkey. Maybe do a little wine tasting. Something small, intimate. You know your family. I think it's a very enjoyable thing to do, and also uh, for the holiday and any other time. So I now have some time for some questions. Once again, you can call me now at one six four six three eight one four eight six zero, or email me at one. Six four six. Excuse me. Email me at info at stewthewineguru dot com. And let's uh, let's see what we got here. Um, checking the chat room. Let you know that I always open a chat room before the show, and I usually put in the question of the day uh, as I have in my chat room. So if you get to the site and you want to check out what is going on in the show, or you're interested in joining the chat. I put in today's question of the day being, how do you host your own wine tasting? And I'm checking to make sure that anyone that's in the chat room, if they have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them as well. Okay, so let's see. I've got some email questions here. Let me get to those. One moment. First one is from Keiko. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. From Japan. And she asks, Stu, you are very informative about wine. I drink wine, and I also like sake. Have you ever tried sake? And if so, do you like it? I will continue to listen and learn. Thanks. Well, Kiko, good questions. Thanks for sending it in. Yes, I have tried sake, and I do like it. I actually prefer the unfiltered to the filtered, because I think it's a bit sweeter and definitely more palatable. I definitely get the pairing of sushi and sake, I think it works very, very well with it. Uh, there's not many things you can really pair, personally, I think, with sake. It's a tough thing. So I think uh, the Japanese have it right by putting that and or. You can also do, I think, afterwards, plum wine is another thing that's, that's always usually good, a little sweeter. Okay, hopefully that answers it for you. Thanks for chiming in from Japan. Next question is from Luis from... Portugal, and he says, "Hey Stu, great show! I watched you. I watched your Wine 101 videos on your website. Oh, that's great. I appreciate that, and learned a lot. Will you be making more of those? Keep up the good wine recommendations. All the ones you suggest on the show, I like, and my friends do too. Well, Louise, thanks for writing in, and I'm glad you and your friends are trying my suggestions. In answer to your question, yes." I am currently working on another Wine 101 series to be posted very, very soon. So I will touch upon, in that series, wines of different regions and price points. I will also expand the topics, so look for them on my website and the show page and everywhere on the Internet. And by the way, just a short note on the first series that I did. Interestingly enough, it's amazing when you do uh, YouTube videos because, interestingly enough, when it gets out there into the ether, 
Uh, they can go everywhere. In fact, I recently saw one of my videos translated into Japan, into Japanese, excuse me, in Japan, translated into Japanese. It was really, really interesting. Um, of course, they didn't have somebody dubbing my voice, but they did have the Japanese characters and uh, what I was saying translated. And it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. Again, the Internet is, is absolutely amazing. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, okay, also, let me do a show note here in between before I go on to the next um, questions and all. I'll be adding a new segment to the Wine Talk show starting in December. It's called Stu's Restaurant Pick of the Week. Each week as I make a red and white wine pick, I will also recommend a restaurant that I believe is a great spot to visit for food as well as wine. Also, it will have the bring-your-own-bottle component to it as well. If you go onto my website, I've got a couple of restaurants, very few right here in South Florida, that I've listed. And these are restaurants that I have visited and find to be outstanding food uh, and a good wine list. And also that one component that is very important. If you travel from anywhere in the world, and let's just say you want to go to a restaurant, but you know, you a lot of times you don't know if the wine list has the type of wine either by varietal or by um, style of wine that you are interested in, in drinking. So the tendency that I've noticed a lot of people do, and I've done this myself, is to go into, let's say, a local wine shop and pick out a bottle of wine that you're very much interested in drinking or trying, and then you're going to go out for dinner. So you want to go to a spot that allows you, one, to bring your own bottle, and two, that the corkage fees aren't that expensive, if at all, any corkage fees. So if you go onto my website, www.dothewineguru, what you'll find there on the news review and recommendations page is a bring your own bottle listing. Right now, again, I, I'm very picky about the restaurants and um, anybody that outside of myself and my own, um, what I'm doing, I'm very choosy about who I also I'm going to share on my website. So in doing so, I have picked some excellent restaurants that I will recommend in the future, and you can go check out on my website. Um, so for all of you who want to know a great restaurant, I'll recommend one to you starting in my December shows. So you want to listen in and listen for Stu's Restaurant Pick of the Week. Okay, moving on here. Uh, let's see if I have any other, any other questions checking in. And, you know, as always, if you have any questions about the show or for me, you can email me them to info at stewthewineguru.com. Uh, you can go to my website as well at www.stewthewineguru.com. Check out my articles. I have articles that I've written. You can go to Google and Google search Stew the Wine Guru for a complete listing. Or, again, go to my website, and I have clickable links for you to go on to for those uh, articles that I've written for the variety of different internet portals that I currently write for. Try to keep everybody up to date on all of that. Um, also, as I mentioned before, uh, I put together a program for uh, the wine makers, wine vineyards, wine retailers, and anyone that's wine-related um, for them if they're interested in sponsoring the show and or advertising. You can go again to my website, and I detail a little bit about that. I'm going to tell everyone that is interested in doing so 
who's called me and emailed uh, to go to my website, and I give a little bit of information about that. Um, but I don't give you all of the things that come with, let's say, sponsorship or um, advertising. So I'll ask you to email me at info at com with your request. And as I mentioned, right now I have the show one day a week, Wednesdays now at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Moving forward, uh, due actually to, and I'm very happy out there, the listeners, to the demand of the listeners, I'm going to try to expand the show. Uh, most likely it may go to a couple days a week maybe to start, and then in future to a full five-day-a-week show. So you'll want to keep listening in, keep coming back to the webpage, the show page, and keep calling in at one 3814860. You can keep doing that, and I'll be keep answering your, your questions via email, your phone call, and everything else. Okay, let me just check to see if there's anything else coming up here. I have a few other email questions. I have one here from Dave from oh, Willamette Valley. Very nice. Okay. Willamette Valley is chiming in. And he wants to know, as Cabernets go, do I feel, do you feel, he's saying, let's see, as Cabernets go, do you feel that uh, the more full-body Cabernet is better or the ones that are now more um, more of a fruit bomb? Okay, I'm trying to read that. All right. Well, Dave from Willamette, uh, I haven't really come across too many of the fruit bomb Cabernets. For the most part, the Cabernets that I have been drinking, both uh, from California, I should say both, from everywhere that I've been drinking them from, from California and everywhere. I haven't really tasted too many that were really a fruit bomb. I have, you know, I, I prefer the ones, of course, that have a little bit, are more structured and have more oak and, again, full body. But, uh, you know, maybe you'll want to email me again and or call in and let me know which ones you've tasted that you felt were more of a fruit bomb. You know, there's a, I've heard it through the trades that, California is tending to add more to the Cabernets and some of the wines to give more fruit forward and uh, make it more palatable and pleasing and better mouthfeel and all that. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I haven't really come across it too much. Um, you know, maybe in the meritages and the blends, yeah, there tends to be in some that you, know, you may find that. But for the most part, the cabs are... Uh, typically the cabs, and they tend to be strong and, uh, and exactly where you want them to be. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with what uh, what's out there and what's being produced these days. Okay, well, I think that kind of covers it for the show tonight. I want to thank everybody that's emailed in their questions and uh, and chimed in on my question of the day on how to put together and set up a wine tasting in their home. Uh, as always, as I mentioned to you, you can email me any questions anytime, whether it be while the show's on or anytime at all at info at stewthewineguru.com. Of course, when the show is on, call in at one six four six three eight zero four one 
3814860. And uh, in addition to that, as I mentioned earlier, go to google.com and do a Google search on Stu the Wine Guru. And you'll find all of my articles, my videos as well. And as I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up. Have a great holiday. And now... What's your motive?